0: Welcome to the Art of Masculinity Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny L. Sasser. As a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger out of 2nd Ranger Battalion and a former Protective Security Specialist who protected the U.S. Ambassador to Iraq, I spent 10 years in and out of the Middle East. My mission today is to help men everywhere find the courage to be confident in themselves and their masculinity, regardless of what society says or what preconceived notions are out there in the media. I'm here to shed a light on those tough, strong alpha males opening up not only to those they love, but to the world about who they really are and how they own these open and vulnerable parts of themselves. Today, my goal is to help be a light for men who are struggling in owning their masculinity and struggling to present it in a way that is authentic to them. I am grateful for having you here and sharing your time with me. Let's dive into the episode, and I'll see you around the corner. everyone. Today's guest is Sarah Rose. She is a coach for high-performing men who aren't having the best sex of their lives and are serious about optimizing every aspect of themselves to finally have a sex life and relationship that is as successful as their career. She is a certified men's sex and relationship coach with over 20 years of experience in personal and spiritual development. She has traveled the world to be trained by top experts and studied over a hundred. Yes, you heard that correctly. A hundred modern and ancient texts to bring you the best approach to passionate sex and adventurous relationships. In India, she was initiated into Kundalini Yoga, White Tantra, and Kriya Tantra, She then went on to get certified as a sex, love, and relationship coach through the Tantric Institution of Integrated Sexuality. Leading psychotherapist and couples counselor, Esther Perel, was one of her mentors, and she's studied the art of domination and submission. Her goal is to help you have the best sex of your life and to have a relationship That is an oasis in your crazy day. Every day, she helps successful men self-actualize by filling this void in her life. No sex and bad sex suck. And with her help, marriages are saved in the bedroom. As a woman, she can help you understand your woman better. For the past nine years, Sarah helped thousands of people turn their sexual shame and struggles into the best sex of their lives. Sarah has been featured in Men's Health, Cosmopolitan, Vogue, Self, and the New York Post, and much more. Through her podcast, emails, online immersions, coaching programs, and collaborations with other teachers and experts, she reaches millions of people worldwide, facilitating profound life transformations all while having fun and laughing with her clients. Guys, this is an action-filled podcast episode with Sarah. There is so much to take out of this for all my men out there. If you're wondering what Tantra is, if you're wondering what the beginnings of it look like, if you're even just interested in better sex, this is a great episode to dive into. Sarah breaks open the basics for us so we can actually see a path down this route of sex in the relationship and start to look at sex differently. So I definitely enjoyed hopping on here with Sarah. It was incredibly enlightening. And I know you guys will gain a lot of knowledge out of this. So I will see you guys around the corner. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Masculinity. Today, I am incredibly excited for our guest, Sarah Rose. We are going to be jumping into the, the, the non-talked-about sector for men, which is sex, right? And uh, we're going to break this open. I'm super excited to have you on. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me and I love the name of your podcast, The Art of Masculinity. So, Tantra, a part of Tantra is the 64 arts of Tantra. And I think when we look at our life in in that through that lens of like we have all these different expressions of ourselves and they can be artistic expressions, it just makes for a much fuller, complete just like happier life whenever we're able to, you know, to see things through this lens of uh, almost an artistic endeavor. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. That's so amazing to even bring that up already, because I I, I think that the more that we open ourselves to this tantric practice, uh, we do see sex as more of like this kind of this like flowing energetic space but also almost like a canvas where we can have fun like people don't think of sex as being fun and interactive other than this part goes here and that's it right
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly and it's i mean that's one of the things that i love talking about is like how we have just made sex such a serious thing. And I totally get the reasons why, unfortunately, people have so much pain around their sexuality. Um, But that's the point of doing the work to heal is so that way sex can be fun and
0: playful again. Yeah. And it's like... I want to talk about it, but I also like, I I understand it. I I came from like a religious family. We were Lutheran and stuff like that. But I I feel like religion has just made it such a private endeavor where people can't share about it, that it, it really kind of taints the experience and doesn't allow you to explore because it's like, oh my God, you can't talk about sex with especially a man and a woman. Like you can't talk about it with Sarah, Johnny, because that's That is definitely a no-go. And then if I talk about it with other men, it's like they get really off-put. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to talk about my wife with you like that. Like, you know?
1: Right. Yes. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to put you through the manly round before we dive in. Even though you're a woman, the women have to go through the manly round as well. Are you ready for it?
1: I have huge balls guaranteed
0: (laughs) you heard it first here man (laughs) i love it it. all right your first question what is your spirit animal and why
1: my spirit animal is a cheetah i'm definitely a wild cat at heart
0: oh i love the cheetah that's it's so amazing actually at how much they miss uh when they hunt their prey. I think it's like, oh, like they actually only land prey something like forty percent of the time. It's crazy
1: I think my 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 numbers are higher than that but,
0: um... <laughs> I would venture to say so, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Your next question is what song, whenever you hear it, no matter where you are, do you absolutely have to just start busting out and singing along with?
1: I love the Miley Cyrus song. I think it's, I don't know the exact title, but I think it's Adore You. It's something, it's Adore, but I think it's Adore You.
0: Okay. Okay, haven't had that one on here. I thought you were going to do, doesn't she do that uh, wrecking ball? Is that her?
1: She does. Yeah, that one's great too. I I love all things (laughs) Miley.
0: She's kind of, she's a pretty cool chick. I actually like, and I love that her, uh, I think it's her godmother is Dolly Parton. That's really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. How cool is that?
0: Yeah, you couldn't have really like a a much cooler godmother. I'm not going to lie. That'd be like pretty sick so oh awesome
1: yeah for sure new song on
0: here we <laughs> haven't had that one so that's good um if you were a dj what would your dj name be
1: oh if i was a dj this is like a bad question for me because i don't really know what dj names are supposed to be, it be
0: whatever you want it to give be give me some
1: examples with i the... mean
0: you could do like
1: okay dj
0: sex goddess or something if you wanted to <laughs>
1: Okay um hmm so it starts it starts with dj though yeah, it's gotta
0: be like dj something that's how we you would introduce yourself okay I'm dj this
1: <laughs> ooh okay, so I'm hmm okay I'm like dj hmm. Oh my goodness. I feel really stumped on this that's one. That's all right. We
0: can come, we can come back to it. We can do like we'll put a pin in it and we'll just okay. we'll put a pin in it and we'll uh call it DJ uh uh Tantric Cheetah.
1: Tantric Cheetah. <laughs> I'm feeling something like like witchy though. Oh. Like I don't know. Ooh, like the the white witch. DJ White Witch. I don't well, know. That's pretty cool actually. But then I feel like I can't I don't want to yeah because i don't want to be like you know the dark witch (laughs) but then i don't want to be weird either about like colors so i don't know (laughs) everything gets you in trouble these days i know
0: right oh yeah the PC (laughs) quote don't worry you're safe on this this podcast we're accepting (laughs) of, of fun comments So, um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. All right. Your next question. What is something that everybody, even the coolest person in the world would just look ridiculous doing it? What's an action. action. Like we've had people say like spitting, like, cause spitting Um, just never looks good on anybody. Um, I, the funniest one I I've had on here, uh, in my opinion was, uh, um, actually, I have two that were really funny. One was like, you ever seen like those uh, 3D goggles that people put on? And then they're like, they're in this like virtual world or the VR goggles and they're in a virtual world and they're doing actions and they just look absolutely, none of us know what they're doing, right. but it makes sense to them. That one, <laughs> yes. and then putting pants on or putting sweatpants on while you're uh, like wet after a shower, that never looks good on anybody. Because Oh,
1: I think even... <laughs> Well, even worse than that is like putting on yoga pants oh. like when you're trying to pull those on and you're sweaty or wet yeah that's that's rough or even like pulling them off oh my god like when i pull them off after my spin class i'm just like oh this is so gross and they just like <laughs> i don't think it looks good at all
0: <laughs> there we go there we go we get the women's perspective because mostly it's men so i love it we got the yoga pants the yoga pants putting those on when moist or wet and taking them off is not so while all of us men love seeing women in yoga pants the journey to get there and the journey to get them off if moist is not enjoyable
1: not enjoyable yeah you don't want to be watching that
0: (laughs) that would taint us from enjoying the yoga pants Hundred uh, percent. I love it. I love it. I haven't heard that. And I love that you brought that up because now I'm going to sneak and see if I can watch my wife putting on yoga pants while she's got like, after coming out of a shower or something like that, just to see what it looks like and then be mortified. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what actually came up before you said that, my first thought was eating ass. Like, okay, it's just the the position of like, having your like nose up in there and just the way you gotta i mean i think eating ass is a very interesting position to be in
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I.
1: that was my first thought
0: <laughs> i would say yeah i don't know um, the good thing is when you're the person doing that for the most part you're not getting viewed so it doesn't necessarily have to look good i guess right <laughs>
1: Thankfully, you know, but I, I haven't seen much uh, out there that's like showing eating ass because I just don't think it's very attractive looking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that that one's going to get sold uh, with a high desire, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it.
1: You know what I mean? Like when you look, when I, I don't watch a lot of porn, but when I have, when I do watch it, That's not something that I typically see, right?
0: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No, it's definitely not. one. So now we know why. why. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Your last question in the manly round is if you could pull a prank on any like well-known person dead or alive. So you could travel back in time if you desire to anybody that we would all relatively know if you could pull a prank on a well-known person, who would the prank be on?
1: Who would be so funny? Oh, you know who would be good to do a prank on? Because he does pranks on people all the time. The actor that does... Um, oh God, he's like from from Eastern Europe. And oh, Bo-
0: the Borat dude? He
1: does like the... Borat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you could actually prank him because he pranks everybody.
0: Yeah, Sa- Sasha Barrett sasha barra cohen i think his name is sasha sasha something yeah yeah yeah. yeah, him Uh uh-huh oh that would be good yeah because he would have a lot of fun with it but if you could prank him that would be like you just got like the the head prankster in the world if you got him
1: yeah seriously
0: yeah that's a good one that's a feather in your cap for sure if you could pull a prank on him totally. Oh man, I love it. Well, those are good answers. We'll work on the DJ one, but other than that, we're good to go. I love it. Thank you for <laughs> playing along. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the community got to hear a little bit um about your who you are and where you've come from and what you're doing now in the Tantric world, but obviously There are pieces that we can't fill in that you can fill in for us. So tell us a little bit about your journey to get where you are today, helping men sexually with, you know, kind of moving into this tantric practice and then how you're all how you moved from where you were to get to that point.
1: Yeah, so similar uh, to you, I had a religious upbringing. Uh, my dad's actually the pastor of a church in Arizona, and so you know that was my whole reality. Uh, it was just kind of that that hush hush of of sex. You don't really talk about it, um, and you know what happens literally in our brains is when we grow up that way is there's two things. First of all, like as adults, when we're in a romantic, intimate relationship with somebody, it most closely mimics our experience with our parents during childhood. And it's like all of those things, all of those triggers, all of those patterns that we have then show up in our romantic relationships. And that's why it's so difficult to talk about sex with our partners. Um, And then also what happens is we have these neural pathways in the brain that form around sex is dirty, sex is bad, sex is dangerous. Uh, And then suddenly like in a relationship with somebody and sex is supposed to be amazing and it just can't be because the brain doesn't work like that um, until you like recreate neural pathways new ones Um, but so that was my my upbringing and um, I got married really young I was 18 when I got married I was in that relationship for 13 years I had two children got divorced and it was towards the end of the marriage that I really was getting into Tantra. So I had already been doing personal, some personal development, and I'd been doing yoga for a long time. And, um, in starting to feel my body and this is something that a lot of people in western society really struggle with because we're so intellectually driven that we lose connection to how we feel like literally just the sensations in our bodies you know a lot of women struggle to orgasm Um, a lot of men will not be able to control their ejaculation or um, they can't have erections they can't or they can't even they can have erections, but they can't orgasm, they can't ejaculate. And a lot of this is from lack of connection with our bodies. And so through my yoga practice, I began been able to start to feel my body. Um, And then I started doing Tantra. And that's when I started to feel a lot of power in my body. So my sexual energy awakened, Um, I had all this sexual power moving through me, I was able to finally get out of the relationship that I was in, which was very unhealthy from the beginning. And so um, I it changed my life uh, and I went to India. I got certified to teach and teach Tantra um, continued on. I still train in you know different things now, more and more certifications always to continue to to help people to level myself up so I can be a better coach uh and so it's just that's been my journey um you know just un unwinding the, the limiting conditioning that I had that was really holding me back uh and embracing this uh, th- the power that is innate in all of us
0: mm. wow thank you for sharing that and you do not look old enough to have two kids by the way like at all uh and I was like, wait a second. When you said that, and I remember us talking the other day, I was like, wait, did she really say that? I was like, holy crap. does not look like you could have had two kids. How old are they now?
1: Uh, My daughter's almost 11, and my son just turned 15.
0: Wow. Nope nope not not seeing it <laughs> oh man but
1: milf alert
0: that's right yeah you don't don't go around like your son's school at all that's not going to work out well <laughs> those poor little boys <laughs> oh so uh diving diving yeah, back- that was
1: a dinner conversation one Oh, go ahead I was going to say, that was a dinner conversation one night. My, my daughter's like, mom, all my friends think you're cool. And my son's like, all my friends think you're hot. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Especially at that age, too. That's like the worst <laughs> age. So to have like a friend with a hot mom. Yeah. <laughs> but um, diving back in here. So uh, this kind of like when you had your marriage and you started to get on this journey, um, of Tantra and you started to implement that. What, like, this always perplexes me. Was he not willing to be part of that journey with you? Um, did he not see the value in it? Was he scared of it? Like what, if you can lend some insight maybe to what you knew about him and the conversations you had, what was that there that kind of, broke the bridge
1: yeah i mean i prefer to talk about myself you know and not um put you know things on on other people i just know for me the the journey that i had was one of a lot of growth um and a lot of growth a lot of healing a lot of finally feeling strong enough to get out of a situation that was really bad for me. Mm. Uh, And uh, it was there was definitely no longer compatibility. Most of the time people are in relationships because we're, we're creating this dynamic, right? Like, I was in a, a relationship that was not good for me because that was where my self esteem was. That was what I um, thought was acceptable. I thought it was okay to be treated like that. Because I treated myself even worse, you know. And but when I started to love myself, when I started to feel like I was worthy of receiving love, I was worthy of receiving respect, um, then that relationship was just no longer feasible.
0: Mm. So let me let me uh then back up and like reword this what can we do for men who maybe are open to this but they they're kind of scared of like really what is it or they're they're not even sure like where a starting point is for this for them
1: Hmm. so the starting work is with yourself like that's really all we can do we can only focus on our own self-healing and what i see every day with men and and women as well like there's so many people that are just walking around this planet feeling like they are unlovable feeling like they're unworthy of love uh, and and trying to get that from from someone else rather than working on on our our own stuff first and the self-love piece and and really getting to the root of the issues you know because most of the time the struggles that we have in relationships they're like i said they're those struggles are a reflection of the internal struggles that we have ourselves and so if you resolve that and you're in a conscious relationship with somebody who you can grow with evolve with do healing work with then your relationship can get better if you're in a relationship with somebody that likes the dynamic as it is, then you have to make a choice as to whether or not you're going to stay in the relationship with that dynamic, or if you're going to move on.
0: Mm. And so, for for all of us men out there um, that are looking at tantra, like, whoa, what is this shaman, you know, witchery that's going on? How can we relate that to maybe just like the basic understanding of? what is what is tantra and what is it really doing for us in our sex lives and in our relationships
1: Mm -hmm. so tantra itself is really just very basic very simple at the the fundamentals of it so The four fundamentals of Tantra are breath, sound, movement, and focus. So it's, you know, nothing spiritual, it's nothing esoteric. It's very much, this is, these are human, uh, these are ways that all humans can express themselves through breath, sound, movement, and focus. It's just how you put them together. Uh, It's kind of like you can have uh, flour and eggs and water and, you know, if you, you put you know some put them together at one way you're gonna get uh, one one dish you put them together another way you're gonna get another dish and so you think about Tantra like that um, if you breathe in certain ways it's going to affect your nervous system in different ways if you move your body in different ways you're going to have different experiences if you make different types of sounds and express yourself differently you're going to have different results you know you say you say uh, certain words you're gonna get much different results than if you say different words so think about it like that except for its sound it's just the way your body is intuitively making sounds um your focus your attention that makes all the difference just being present during sex like what you focus on expands for a lot of men they're focused on oh no I might come too fast okay then they come too fast Um, you know I might lose my erection they lose their erection I might not be able to orgasm they don't orgasm, right? Like what we focus on that is typically what we create. And so it's retraining your focus to create the experience that you desire to have rather than what you don't desire to have.
0: Mm. And when we're when we're going into this, cause I'm, I'm trying to, I'm putting myself back in the shoes before I knew, uh, and started doing any work with Tantra. And I love the, being able to ask you these questions. Cause had I known these things earlier, maybe I would have jumped in earlier. Right. And so like, one of the other things is I think a lot of people out there believe that Tantra is like, oh, well, it's this energetic practice where we get connected, but we're having, you know, this, sex for like five hour marathon and I can't last five hours. What the hell am I going to do? Like, how is this a, like, I, I can't do that stuff. I can last like 15 minutes maybe on a good day. Right? Like, so how do we dispel some of those, uh, concepts as well that I think are put into people's minds around this?
1: Mm-hmm. and I mean tantric sex does tend to last longer and it should because the the more that you are together in that space when you're in the state of union, you're able to continue to go deeper and deeper beneath the layers like the the conscious awareness over time just falls away and you're able to to get into that state of just incredible bliss with the person that you're with and just on a practical level for a woman's body to to open up and to be able to really have full orgasms it can easily take 40 minutes of sex for her to get to that point point. and so unfortunately most women are never having sex that that fulfills them that is you know the that is like where they the capacity that their body has for sex so so yeah it it should last longer you know and but most people are comparing Tantric sex to conventional sex and so conventional sex is often very performative performative sex is depleting it's exhausting there's a reason people want it to end Um, it's just it doesn't do us any good. Uh, and so, but tantric sex is—it's not goal oriented. It's being like—it's not about okay, did you come? How many orgasms did you have? Um, did I stay hard? It's—it's uh, it's none of that. It's just being there with your partner, and the—the the whole experience of it is so completely different that you can't even con- you can't even th- like. You know, okay, I can only last 15 minutes. Well, that's because you're having performative sex. Mm. And by shifting into tantric sex, it's so much easier just to be in this flow state where you're there, there is no sense of time. Like two hours goes by and it's nothing.
0: Mm. I, I love like where that is going in the sense of, yeah, this performative sex that I think has been conditioned, especially for, for men, right? like it's just like you know go in pound it out and then you're good right and then was it great for you It was great for me cool like like that's the ultimate goal but you know really actually breaking it down to i love that you said that there's it's not there's no goal to it and i think that's where i think that's where a lot of misconceptions lie because we're taught that sex is goal oriented it's coming, like we're coming and then that's it. And then once that's done, it's great. And we can get back to life, but really like this is more of an activity to play together, right. And to have this real deep connection together, but you're really talking with your bodies as opposed to words, right?
1: yeah and it's exploring it's going on a sexual adventure together you're like you don't know what's around the corner you know where what might be ahead you just are exploring moment to moment trying trying things and just allowing i think one of the most beautiful aspects of Tantra is that you allow your body to start to act intuitively rather than, okay, I've saw this in porn, or I tried this before or I was told I should do this, you know, and like do like kind of doing these things. Instead, it's like, okay, my body desires this, my partner's body, I can feel her part, her body is desiring this. And like you're developing this intuition so that way you can meet each other in those desires
0: Mm. so what's a what's maybe um because i also want to start working into what are some tools we can pass off to men that um are potentially wanting to jump into this maybe their partner's already on this path maybe they think it actually sounds really cool and maybe they want to initiate being on this path but you know, one of the biggest things I think is, is at first it's the mindset around sex. Um, what is maybe a practice? What is maybe uh, words of advice that you can give men right now that can shift them from the old Westernized performative measurement of sex to, to actually even open up the concept of, wow, 40 minutes it takes for my partner to potentially orgasm. Cool. Like, that's cool. I I can go with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been with men who have said like, literally said to me, Oh, you, you have a hard time coming. I'm like, Actually, I really don't. <laughs> like, that just sucked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, like, my body has no problem coming. I can think about orgasming, and I can orgasm. You know, like and and part of it for for women is training their body to be able to orgasm. So women have their own work to do as well. Is wh- where this goes. Like a lot of women have sexual trauma sexual conditioning that shuts them down they're not able to to feel so this isn't that it's all on the men Um, but what i love about men in sexual relationships with women what i love to do is empower you all to know how much you matter because there's a lot of apathy in culture that men have right now and it's like okay well i culture says i'm a bumbling idiot and i'm here to make money and that's pretty much my entire role it's like no you fucking matter like the way you show up in a relationship the way you show up in sex you the way you hold space for her to to heal your loving presence that she can surrender into will help her body be able to open up so she can have amazing orgasms with you you know so my work is all about empowering men to realize how much they matter in this situation
0: Mm yeah and I think that's incredibly important because we especially when it comes to sex I don't think that we ever really understand that concept that we do matter obviously as the counterpart in that activity um and another piece to it I think that we need to talk about is the the mentality behind the orgasm right like the fact that that we're creating that goal how are how do you help men really kind of break down that, that goal orient? I mean, cause we're taught this from sports. We're taught this from everything, let alone sex, like it, goal orientations hammered into us. How do we start to neurologically create a different wiring system around that concept as well? What, or what do you do to help men to kind of create a different wiring system around that?
1: I have frank conversations with them about it, you know, and it's just like I will tell them things that their partners never will tell them. You know that's one of the benefits of working with a woman is like you, know, you get the inside scoop, you know, but it, and it is something that is it, it is difficult for men to move away from that goal oriented mentality. But what I do is I help them use it to their advantage. Instead, you know, it's like, okay, let's shift your your goal your goals goals from being like okay how many orgasms does she have to okay how many times did i do my tantric practice this week okay mm-hmm. you can still be goal oriented yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then but let's just <laughs> shift where we're we're focusing that um so that way they're Literally developing this energy in their bodies. They're developing the capacity to communicate on a level that reaches her. They're developing the capacity to hold safe space for the woman that they're with. There's a lot of talk, you know, about being dominant as a man and In order to actually be dominant and have a woman submit to you, it comes from a place of heart. It's not from a place of intellect. It's not from a place of sexual superiority. It's a place of heart and love and a woman feeling safe enough to surrender to you during sex and that is really what women crave men desire to have respect from the woman that they're with and in order for for them to have that a woman has to feel that she is actually safe with this man and so a lot of the work that i do with men is to help them feel that. And overwhelmingly, I love the, the testimonials that come in. She said that she feels safe with me. She says that she's never felt this safe with a man before. She says this is the best sex she's ever had because she felt safe enough to express herself with me. And that's really what this is about. It's like, we want, we all want love. We all want connection. We all desire to, to have this deep intimacy with somebody, but we're just missing the mark. We're coming at it from the wrong place. And, you know, and so people are in a lot of pain because of it. It's like, we're trying to reach each other and it's just two ships passing in the night.
0: Mm, Yeah. And uh, so, actually, i love I love that you brought up safety because this is something my wife and I talk about, you know pretty often, and it's a, a term that we use in our household pretty regularly because um, I think it's interchangeable. men men need to also feel safe with their partner that if they are on an exploratory sexual date with them, that it's going to not they won't get laughed at or like they won't feel emasculated if they're like kind of bumbling around because they're trying something different. So let's uh, let's elaborate a little bit though. Can you describe kind of from that perspective, what does safety really mean? Because I can picture guys like, well, I go to the gym seven days a week, I can shoot guns and I can fight. I'm safe, right? I'm a safe dude. But that's not what we're talking about. So can we elaborate there a little bit to let guys kind of hear what that is?
1: Mm-hmm. It, again, it is an energy that you develop. It's a sense of of really where it comes from is from facing your demons facing your shadows like a lot of the work that i do with men is on the aspect of their own personal development like going into their own darkness and owning that darkness i mean i trained in brazilian jiu-jitsu i've you know known and been with you know men that were incredibly competent when it comes to to fighting and shooting and all of that Um, i've dated men with you know eight figure net worth and they're incredibly competent when it comes to their finances and their intellect and you know who the ones are, though, that I feel safe with—the men that have done their personal development work, the ones that have literally gone into their own darkness, faced their demons, and I know that nothing that I show up with is going to shake them. Nothing that I prevent is going to scare them. They can—they can handle it all. They can take it all because they've already gone through themselves.
0: Mm. And what, uh, what does that look like for you? What does that look like when you teach men, um, kind of to find that confidence with themselves? What does that typically show up as with the men that you're working with? So I guess, uh, the question I'm asking is, um, are you, do you see like a common theme with men that prevents them? From having that confidence in themselves and that development in themselves to be able to provide that safety? Is there a common thread that you find?
1: Yeah, I do. And it really does come back to the first six years of life and the patterns that were developed during those years of our life. And most people are still living as if they were in that zero to six age range and they have never matured developmentally beyond that. And so if you're, you know, trying to have sex with with somebody and their maturity is that of a six year old and you've got, you know, and this is on both sides. This isn't just the men. This is the the woman and the man. Like of course the sex and the relationships are both going to suck because you have (laughs) you're coming into the relationship with this maturity and so there's such focus in our culture on developing the intellect uh developing even the um the the power in our bodies like muscular power that type of thing i'm strong i work out i'm fit i eat healthy um you know or make a lot of money i have this education so much focus is there there's not a lot of focus on emotional development and emotional development is really critical. So I like to view it as if we have four different aspects of ourselves. We have the, the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body and the energetic body. So a lot of men are very developed in their intellectual body, and then the physical body tends to come second, but they're not developed in their emotional body and their energetic body. Great sex comes from being able to connect on those two levels of the emotions and the energetics. And so this is why sex isn't very good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I would agree with that, too, that most men are lacking in those areas and it's not it's not really to their fault in the sense of guys don't think we're just sitting here blaming you. I think it's just we're not really taught to balance those out, especially in Western culture. That's not that's not an emphasis for men or masculinity in general. Um, So. how? Yeah, I mean,
1: women have the same same issues.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, do you, do you think women do like with the emotional side of things? Like, do you think they connect a little better to the emotional and the, the, um, like the emotional and energetic side inherently?
1: I think that women are, I think that women are given more permission to, uh, to do that. And also there still is not really quality places in society for women to develop those aspects of themselves. So while they may express their emotions more, it may not be the most healthy way of expressing their emotions.
0: Mm, Yeah. And I think, and I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Because then I I can see different aspects of that in relationships or people I know and men I've worked with that. Yeah, they, they just emotions just become like a vomit of emotions, but it's not in a controlled way or in a healthy way where it can be constructive for a relationship. And so when we're looking at, when we're looking at some of these things with men and how you're coaching them along the way to continually move into this self they're into this, I mean, I would say kind of the self revelation space, I think development becomes like, I think it's inherently in them. It's just kind of like cultivating it. Um, what is, what is like a, what's an example of maybe a tantric practice that like just a base level example. So guys that are listening can kind of get a picture of what this looks like. Okay. If I'm developing myself or I'm kind of reinvigorating myself, I'm finding these deep things within me to make sex better. What is the picture of this even look like to me as far as like, what am I even stepping forward into?
1: I would start with their own masturbation and starting to unwind conditioning that they have there. A lot of men, when they masturbate, they're maybe they're masturbating to porn, uh, even if they're masturbating using fantasy. It's typically very habitual. It's not very conscious and aware. There's not a lot of you know really paying attention. It's just okay. How quickly can I get off that type of thing? And um, so. And then they often have a lot of shame and guilt that accompanies masturbation. Okay, it's still like, I'm getting off quickly. Maybe I shouldn't be watching porn. Um, what if my my wife or my girlfriend finds out? Is she going to be mad that I masturbated? Is she going to be mad that I watched porn? You know, there's all this stuff that we bring in to just the simple act of pleasuring ourselves, bringing pleasure to our bodies, satisfying our desires. So just start to notice how you feel. And this is where you're going to make changes is when you're more conscious and you're more aware of what is going on in your body. Um, We we tend to be very disconnected from our bodies and just starting to focus, starting to pay attention. Your body will tell you a lot.
0: Mm, Yeah. And that's one that th- so that's essentially like diving into this tantric practice is you're recommending like self masturbation first thing and then tuning into your body when that's happening and then is there anything like trying to if you're masturbating um to to help pro prolong maybe prior to ejaculation or do you recommend not even ejaculating like is there some practice in there
1: so you can do edging practices which are great Uh, first thing you want to do is strengthen your pc muscle so all guys over the age of 24 need to be regularly doing kegels in order to have a strong pc muscle there are actually some devices that you can buy that can help you make sure that you're training the right muscle because the last thing you want to do is spend all this time doing kegels and you're not using the right muscle Um, some of my clients what they do is every single time they pee they will stop and start the flow of urine to really make so that way they know that they're contracting the right muscle um, and that's how they have strengthened their pc muscle so that is when you start and stop the flow of urine that's the correct muscle that you want to be strengthening that's going to help you last longer um, and then edging practice. So, like, get yourself turned on to a level seven and then drop back down to a level five and then go up to a level eight and then back to a four go up to an eight again drop back down you know and do edging practices like that for at least 20 minutes so that way what edging does is it helps you last longer but it also makes you become really in tune and aware of your body moment to moment like you can't just be habitually masturbating you have to be conscious. Okay. I'm here now. And now I'm going to drop down and now I'm going to go back up. You know, it's it's training you to, to really be focused on where you're at and what you're experiencing moment to moment. So those are the two places to start. So there are a lot of Tantra schools that uh, have this teaching that men should never ejaculate. And, Um, there's just too much modern science that shows that it's healthy for men to ejaculate, like ejaculation leads to, uh, less risk of prostate cancer. Right. So I don't ever want to encourage men to do something that modern science is like, Hey, this is actually healthy for you. So that's how I run my company. Um, you know, there's the possibility that the research that has been done, uh, hasn't been done on men that know how to circulate their sexual energy. They're using, uh, the sexual energy to have full body orgasms are using it to replenish themselves. And, you know, for them, the results may be different, but I always like to err on the side of caution. So, um, but what is attractive is when a man is able to, Choose when he ejaculates so that way he's not, it's not that his ejaculate, his ejaculatory reflex is in control of him, but he's able to be consciously aware of okay, my partner and I are choosing this this time, and maybe next time we're not. Um, I help guys so they can have full body orgasms, they can orgasm without even ejaculating. So, if that's what they choose to do, you know, they have that option. Um, so You know, I do, it's absolutely part of the problem that, that women have with, with sex is when, when guys are ejaculating and the woman feels like they don't have control. And it really does contribute to a lack of respect. And it's something when, when men are really in this, this part of themselves, like they, they are fully aware of what's going on. They're fully conscious. Like nothing is shaking them. Nothing is overtaking them, not even their biology. Like they're able to control as part of their biology. Like that is really attractive. And so women will do whatever they can to get a guy to ejaculate. Like there's a power that comes from that of like, I, I did this, like I got this and it's not even on a conscious level. Like most women don't even realize that they're doing it. Like it really is very biological. It's like, you know, part of part of survival of our species. Right. <laughs> you know, so, but mm-hmm. when a man is able to, to transcend that, it's really, really sexy.
0: Mm, that is so cool. I think there is so much to that, and in the power in being able to have that mastery over your own body, and such a and such a primal instinct um, where it, it's not only primal to just kind of ejaculate and procreate, right? But it's also the social construct of of men just simply ejaculating. But to break the what has been created the norm and to put that mastery over yourself. I think that's an incredible power to hold for men, but then also I would believe it's incredibly attractive to a woman to be like, Oh wow. Yeah. This guy actually has the ability to control that energy that the Eros that's going on within him. And he's able to say, Hey, like, let me, be here instead of be in my dick. Right. Like
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: Yes. So I love that. And um, so after we've kind of broken down a little bit of this entrance to Tantra, there's another piece to this that I think in general, because you're alluding to how, you know, this attractiveness to men um, can be this mastery. And I have a question about really kind of this masculine male coming forward and actually taking, uh, taking some of the power and lead in relationships. Um, how can this also be put back into relationships and break this, you know, men being scared to be assertive in a healthy way?
1: Yeah. Assertive masculinity is really, really sexy. Uh, my, I have a Twitter post that got, I, I don't even remember like tens of thousands of, of likes on it because all I said was, um, this is a photo of me. And it's like, here, this is me saying, uh, telling men it's so it's attractive to be masculine, you know, and like so many guys, women liked that, you know, because we're in this society that. For some reason, it's like, it's weird because nobody really wants it. Nobody really wants men to not be men. And yet there's this idea that this is what culture says, right? And I guess maybe there is a small percentage of people with loud voices that are, um, you know, emasculating men, but the majority of people that's not what they want. Like we want healthy men Mm -hmm. in society to be incredible fathers, incredible husbands, um, to be leaders, to be running businesses, to be protectors, to be the ones that, you know, where we come home to at night and we make love to like, that is a deep, deep desire that women have.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I hear this from women. I hear it personally when women reach out to me in DMs and ask like, Hey, like, where are these men that are conscious and healthily, healthily assertive, right? Not in a, in a hegemonic way, but more of in that supportive, but also masculine way. Um, And then also, you know, my wife gets this too, from her community, like, where are these men? Why, why are men not taking that assertiveness and saying, Hey, like we're, we're still leading in these relationships and allowing the woman to be in their feminine.
1: Yes. And that's the key. Like I hear from men often, well, women aren't feminine anymore. Women are control freaks. Women are too emotional. Why? Because they feel like they have to be, (laughs) they feel like they have to be in control of everything. (laughs) They feel like they have to do everything because they're like, okay, well, he's not doing it. So I have to do everything. And a woman doesn't want that. Like it's yeah. When, do modern women, majority of modern women like want to have successful careers and, and have it all. Yeah. But they also want to do that's like they're next to them. That's also really powerful. And, you know, no woman that I have ever, I have not talked to a single woman that has said to me, I want to be stronger than the man that I'm with. Never heard that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: things women don't say. (laughs) Oh, so good. And you actually just did a free teaching on this for men. And what is it that you bring forward kind of in this capacity to help men kind of step back into that?
1: Yes. So there's, it's the Einstein effect that occurs where basically we, there's a default that we that we go to over and over and over again. We don't even realize that we're doing it. And so for many men, they have this default of passive permission asking that started in childhood. And it's this, Permission of basically, I have to ask mommy before I can do anything. Well, yeah, when you were six years old, that was important, but it's not important when you're 40 years old. Like, you really need to, it's time to mature. You know, we got to grow up, we got to catch up with where we are chronolo- chronologically in age now. And so, but this default occurs, and a lot of men are in relationships, and then you know, their wife kind of takes the place of mommy and they're unconsciously asking permission for, for, for growth in their life. Right. Like I have so many men that want to do my program and it's like, Oh, but I have to ask my wife. You have to ask your wife to grow in your, like to grow your relationship, to grow your sex life, to grow you as a person, as a man, you have to ask somebody permission for that. I'm calling bullshit.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm with you sister. I am with you. <laughs> Yeah, these, the, there's too much of that where, uh, you know, I see that with men as well, even just wanting to invest in themselves. I get it. There's a financial piece, especially when you have a relationship where it's like, cool, if it's, it's if it's a higher ticket item, you want to make sure that you guys are aware, but there's one thing to ask permission for your growth. And there's another thing for you to know that uh, financially, you're fine, and you're still asking permission for your growth, you know,
1: Exactly. Like you can have a discussion with your, your partner, like, Hey, like, this is something I'd like to do. This is the the cost of it, you know, and like, let her know you don't have to be a dick about it, but like, seriously, like be assertive. (laughs) Like This is your life on the line. You've got one chance here.
0: Hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so good. I love that. And I love that that's something you're helping men step into, because I think it is a much needed thing in this world. Um, and for men to hear that from you, I think is is a gift in and of itself, because more men need to hear that majority of women are of a similar mindset of you and this small percentage with the megaphone is the one that's got the you know they have all the ties to the media but they're not the majority of women out there which is why we constantly get this question from women where are these men like where are the men today so uh oh. I love that. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been an amazing episode. Uh, So enlightening to hear you speak about it and to kind of open the door for men to find themselves deeper within themselves, but also within their sexuality. So very, very awesome. Now it's time to put you on the platform and let everybody know where we can find you, how we can dive into your ecosystem, and what do you have going on right now that we can be part of?
1: Yes. Yeah, so man on fire is my group coaching program for men. It's phenomenal. I, in my humble opinion, the the best men in the world are in this program. <laughs> I love them so much. They're awesome. I just such a supportive community. Like it's just real commitment to growth and men with really big hearts that care so much about the women that they're with. So, uh, that's, that's my pride and joy. My website is tantric activation. I'm Sarah Rose. Sarah has two R's, uh, tantric activation on Instagram, tantric activation on Facebook. LinkedIn is Sarah Rose Twitter. I am Sarah Rose. I'm everywhere. Oh, I have a podcast. Tantric Mm. activation. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I have a podcast. Oh, that's awesome. And we will get all that. We'll get all of this in the show notes for, as always, guys, you know that if there's anything you missed, check the show notes, all of Sarah's information will be in there. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much. My final question for you before we depart is what does the art of masculinity mean to you?
1: The art of masculinity. I love that question. feel like it's a really sexy question (laughs) it's your creation you know like masculinity do it your way be authentic be real be creative with it whatever your unique imprint is your unique fingerprint of masculinity that's your art
0: Mm, I love that I resonate with that so much so thank you I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And to all the listeners, as always, guys, remember to drop the ego and stay humble. Until next time. Hey guys, if you liked today's episode, then please head over to Apple iTunes and leave a five-star review of some of your most impactful moments that you heard on the show today. It'll only take about 60 to 90 seconds to do, but those seconds are priceless in helping promote the message here at the Art of Masculinity, and I will be forever grateful. I appreciate all of you guys joining in the Art of Masculinity community, and as always, drop the ego and stay humble.